welcome you all into episode 24 of Trojan Talk. I'm Zach Duranko here with Jeff Christianberry and Cole Perth. How are you guys doing this morning? Awesome. Great. That's awesome. We'll start off by talking about some boys lacrosse. Uh, last night, a 5-4 to four triple overtime dub for the boys team in Scarborough. Scarborough, one of those teams last year they struggled with, and they were able to overcome them. Only one loss this year. They have a they have a strong team, and, and we're looking forward to keep. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on the team so far this year and, and what do you want to see from them in that Cape game on Friday. Alex St. John was the hero on site last night uh, in overtime, and Scarborough's always going to be a team that's going to give you a tough battle even if they're not the most skilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those tough road wins that uh, kind of gets you towards the playoffs. I mean, you're going to see, you know, one of the stories in Class A lacrosse this year is South Portland, who were just dreadful last year. They're like yep. two and eleven or three and eleven, something like that. And this year they're beating almost everybody. Um, you know, TA we lost to them already this year. Yep. Um, so you get that whole little kind of corridor of you know TA Scarborough and South Portland, who are always going to give you a game. Uh, and you know, this, what we've seen now, this is the second time we've seen a low-scoring win for the team. You know, they beat Falmouth four to one. Uh, a couple weeks ago, so um, definitely finding different types of ways to win. Uh, obviously, this Friday against Cape will be the big challenge of the year, but, um, you know, solid solid victory. Three overtimes, I mean, it's a long game and a lot of different tensions, but uh, good good for Alex to get the get the game-winning goal and nothing but good positive vibes here. They're looking to be one of the top teams and they're going to make a deep run. Yeah, cool. yeah, those wins really test your grit, those triple overtime wins, and they're kind of a young team. I know they do have Alex St. John and Cody Ruff and guys like that, but a lot of their top goal scorers are sophomores, and so those type of wins are just great uh, heading into the playoffs here. But um, Cape is obviously the big measuring stick for them. They got crushed by them last year, yep. and I, I think they're going to have to score a lot of goals to keep up with Cape. They have to keep up with the scoring. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, with two talented offenses so it'll be fun to watch and we'll see what happens and you said the other day on the girls lacrosse broadcast that cape is a beatable team they lost to yarmouth so Mm -hmm. they're they're not undefeated and they are vulnerable so we'll see if ta can pick up a big win yeah it'll be a good game i think uh definitely not the 17 to 2 uh trousing of yeah at uh, hill stadium last year we got some girls lacrosse as well. Cole, you and I did that uh, that game on Monday, the makeup game from April 29th. The girls got a nice big win, 17-1 over Noble. Six goals uh, from Morgan Bulldog. It was just an all-around great game. And uh, Coach, I want to get your thoughts on that. What do you think? How does that boost the momentum now? The team is 4-4 four and four going into the rest of the season. It's great to get back to 500, and that was by far the most complete game that they've played all season. It was obviously a blowout, 17-1. Um, to one. And uh, they started fast. That's the big thing. They scored, I think it was four or five goals in the first five minutes. It was mm-hmm. just an incredible start. Um, and then Noble kind of settled into the game, but TA still stayed on a roll there in the second half when they put the subs in. The subs played well. Everybody played well. Um, they were really good at moving their feet defensively. Um, for TA, they got a lot of easy passes and a lot of easy looks, especially early in the game, and uh, they didn't give that to Noble. So they were really good on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I think it was a, I think it was a good game and uh, good for them to get to to 500 you know percent at this point in the season with only a few games left. We're not talking about baseball and softball. I know baseball had a shutout last night, two to zero over Chevres. A uh, good good pitching from Cody Belker and Josh Kapetsky. I'm not sure what the softball score was, but you know overall, I just want to say I think the spring sports right now are doing really well. I think every team, even though you know the records may not uh, show it, each team is having some big wins. They're doing a great job um, and. The team has all the teams are just you know towards the end of the season are, are playing really well. So 
That'll be fun to watch and see. So they they did one eight to five. Yep. Um, share, uh, softball over Shervis as well, and uh, you know those two teams. You know the baseball teams getting a lot of the publicity, and obviously with some star players mm-hmm. and. Uh, they had a, I, I caught the end of a, their 10 nothing win over Massabesic or no, Bonnie Eagle last week. Um, just rolling right now. And it, it, when Cody, Cody's on the mound, it could beat any team in the state, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of when he, you know, he can't pitch every playoff game. You know, what, what are they going to do? They have some decent second and third pitchers. But, um, you know, baseball is always funny. We talk about it every year, this, especially this baseball team, which historically has underachieved, um, maybe not these players specifically, but year after year always a top two or three team in class a south and just not getting the job done in the playoffs yep. you know I'm, I'm, i'll never forget you know it was um lambert uh, ben lambert who was a fantastic player and played in college or does play in college maybe he's a senior now um just a fantastic player went out in the first round against Wyndham. i think it was like a oh god it was, like, it was maybe like a two versus ten seed thing and and we lost i mean ben just pitched horribly gave up five or six runs in the first inning we can never fight back so yeah. it's just how it is you know baseball's kind of funny like that and um, just got to pile up those wins, uh, and for softball as well. Um, again, that's a little different situation because you can put your same pitcher out there every every game, but eventually you run into a pretty dominant pitcher as well. So, uh, what's I think the general feeling for all these teams is everyone's going to be in the mix. You know, yeah. girls lacrosse is around five hundred. They're, they're going to they're going to have more of a struggle in the playoffs probably um, to get through to a deep playoff run. But the other teams right now looking fantastic. Yeah. We'll finish up talking about some TA sports by giving you our TA TV schedule. Again, as we've, we've talked about it all week, uh, Friday uh, this week, we have the boys blackout game versus Cape at 630. That'll be a big one. We also have uh, girls across uh, home at uh, versus Biddeford at 430 next Tuesday. And then next Wednesday, we have boys across Gorham at 430. Those will all be on TA TV. Hopefully, Gorham will be a good matchup. Yeah, too. It'll be a good I mean, one. Everyone's going to focus on the Cape game, which they should. But that Gorham yeah. match when asked Coach Hersey. He said that's the game they've been circling t- this year, uh, besides the Cape game, of course, because last year, was it twice that Gorham beat us here? I think it was Falmouth. But Falmouth, Gorham, but Gorham okay. was a good team last yeah. year as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. only only one of these teams is undefeated, by the way. Who is it? Oh, boys tennis. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Big win against Kenny Bunk yesterday. Um, but, I mean, it's interesting. So, in boys tennis, is basically Kenny Bunk's the only challenge, correct? Uh, like, has any other team won a game? Falmouth and Portland are decent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like every, every day I'm looking at Twitter, it's like, Boys tennis wins five nothing, and it's like six zero six zero six zero six zero. I mean, yeah. obviously, obviously, yesterday was a lot more difficult, but I mean that those are the two teams we'll probably see in the mm-hmm. regional final, like usual. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for the uh, the the uh, high school sports here at TA. We'll talk about some professional sports. Start off with uh, the Bruins, which is a, it's a tough topic here for me. Bruins lose uh, in Game Seven of the Canes in the first round. You know, a tough loss. They had a good team. I think they pushed them well. Uh, it was the, the home team wins every game kind of situation where the Canes won all four at home. Burns won the three at home. Um, but the big question at the end of this season is, is will Patrice Bergeron play next year? His contract is up. He's getting older. You know, I'm not sure where he'll be. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this, but I think he's coming back. I think he knows his team's got a lot of potential in the next few years, um, especially, you know, with some of these guys bigger players with only a few years left on the contract. So I think it'll be a, a good time for him to play one more year. But uh, do you guys have any thoughts on what, what do you think he's going to do? First of all, it's a bizarre series. Every Not only the home team win, but there really is no close games. Like the last the game yep. seven was the only game that wasn't decided by two or more goals. Mm-hmm. And really that was just the last minute. I mean, no, I know they had a chance there at the end, but um, just really weird how that worked. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't I mean the Canes are definitely the better team if you look at it on paper. But um as far as Bergeron goes, I think he's done. And I, really? always, I only say that because of the way that 
all of those guys reacted after the game, especially Marshan when yeah. they interviewed him after, and he's basically in tears, being like, "We really want a one more run for him." That kind of thing. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, I looked I looked at your your graph there for the for the salary cap, and you're hearing though that all these you know Sweeney and all these guys are coming out now saying they got to find ways to create more offense when it comes down to it. Mm. Can they do that in an off season where they don't have a ton of cap space? I mean, who's of those? Th- that's the thing. It's like when you have these veteran guys, those kind of three really big offensive guys. Are they going to get any better? Probably not. They're probably going to either stay the same or get a little bit worse. So you're really relying on all the other guys to get a little bit better if you're not going to be able to sign anybody. Are the, is those incremental – unless you think someone's going to really take a big step, are those incremental changes going to lead to a Stanley Cup? If you, I'm, I'm just thinking of Bergeron. Yeah. Or, yeah, if you're him, you're like, all right, do we want to go through a whole other season – Sign a de- I mean, what, unless they're going to sign him for super, super cheap, which I mean, would be great. E- even but. if he plays next year, he won't be as good. I mean, I, I don't think he'll be like this terrible player like Joe Thornton now with Florida plays fourth line. Just, he still he, plays. He still plays. <laughs> what is he, like 45 years old? Yeah, but like he'll still be really good. I mean, I don't know. I think he'll take less. The like, same thing that Tugaras did where like they he knew that they were in a cap situation where they couldn't give him a lot of money. So he said, yeah, I'll take the one-year, $1 million deal. But Then you sign a center, though. I mean, if he goes, what do they have at center? Like do they, they don't have a top one or two center, and that's good. That's a, a problem. A, going the free it. agency market's pretty good this year, though. That's, I will say, yeah, that's yeah. good. All right. Well, now we'll talk about some Celtics. The uh, dominant game seven win over the Bucks uh, last week. That was awesome. Watching Grant Williams shoot seven of eighteen <sighs> from absurd. three three point shooting. But last night, um, I don't know if you guys watched yesterday's game. I yeah. did. That was the first two quarters were fantastic. Uh, Rob Williams playing well. They didn't no Marcus Martin, no no Al Horford playing really well. And then that third quarter was a twenty-two to two run. They just lost it. They went down. Was it, scoring was what thirty nine to fourteen in that quarter. Like that, yeah. It was terrible. Celtics lose by more than more than ten, I think, something like that. But it was uh, a decent game. You're missing some players. I, I, I want to get your thoughts. You know, Celtics. You know, they get by the Bucks, but then not a very good game one. What do you guys think? Uh, well, I think you need to respect the Heat and playoff. Jimmy Butler is a real thing. He can turn it on and be a star. And he had forty one last night. Uh, a lot of those coming on free throws, which is which the Celtics desperately needed to stop him getting to the line. That was yep. a big problem last night. Um, and they they have role players that can step up, and they're a lot more of a confident team. They have a lot more swagger with shooting and everything than the Bucks did. A lot of guys really hurt the Bucks, like Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton missed some big threes. Uh, every just, almost every three. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. They just it, like Tyler Hero just stepping into these shots. He's so confident. Same with uh, Max Struess hit a couple last night and Gabe Vincent. These guys who probably seemed like nobodies at the beginning of the season are stepping up in big ways for them, and they're confident. They're not as talented as the Celtics, but they are confident. I'm surprised Duncan Robinson. He got zero minutes last night. I thought he was one of their best role players. Uh, I, th- but I think he was underperforming a little bit at the end of this year, so they took him off because, as you said, Max Struess and, and yeah. Gabe Vincent are, are playing very well. But again, if you're the Celtics, obviously you can't panic. You were down Smart and Horford, and that run, big Miami Heat run in the third quarter probably doesn't happen with Marcus Smart in there leading the defense. So, I mean, I, I, I think the Celtics will probably pull the series out in seven games if they can get healthy. Uh, but you have to respect the Heat, and I, I don't like how people were saying Celtics in four, Celtics in five. Right. So when you look at the Bucks, again, when you look at the big picture at the Bucks series, Celtics are definitely the better team. They probably should have won in five or six games, let's be honest. Like, they choked away. Um, they didn't play well in game one, and they choked away game five. And if they win those two games, that's that's a much easier series. Yeah. I mean, really, the Bucks ended up being a one-man crew. I mean, again, yeah. Connaughton, I, I don't – you know, Connaughton stinks. Like, he – especially he just – 
there was that one game where he was like over four. I think it was game six. Like it was like three of the role players were all like over nine from three. I mean, they shot what were they like five for thirty-seven or something from three in game seven. That game definitely. I mean, I think the Celtics win anyway, but the, definitely the game changed at the end of the first half. It was a close game, and then the Bucks had two possessions in a row where they got nothing out of it. They got a turnover, and then they had at the end they were down by two at the end of the first half. Giannis gets stolen for some reason, and then fouls. Mark Smart, there's three free throws out there. It's a five-point game, and I was like, that's it. That's a wrap, and it was. It was disgusting yeah. fourth, uh, second half if you're a Bucks fan. So for the Heat, I mean, I, I was sitting there at halftime texting some of my group chats being like, this is going to be a sweep. Like, unless unless Kyle, Kyle Lowry comes back, this is going to be a sweep because the Celtics are better at basically every position, unless maybe you can say, like, Butler and Tatum are about the same. Yeah. But the rest of the Bucks looked, like, horrible. Now, if you take out the third quarter last night, which I know you can't do, but if we're going to do it anyway, if you do that, then the Celtics were beat them in every quarter. Yeah, and it looked better. And, and, yeah, and every everything. other every quarter they were, they scored six or seven more points. They played well. Rob Williams had like three blocks in the first quarter. Yeah. It was crazy. So what's that mean? I mean that I know like third quarter it's a four four quarter game. What does that mean? I mean, if they get Marcus Smart back, do they not have that kind of killer quarter? Maybe. Um, I think Peyton Pritchard, way too many shots there oh, in, the, yeah. in, the, in the second half of the he, game. Like, he, he hit a couple in the so first. He, had, the he did, but the, he's, he's a role player. He should not take. He took as many shots as, as Jalen Brown last night or very close to he it. He's so. one guy that I wish would just get stuffed. He needs yeah. to be humbled. It's that That's what it is. It's like he's he had a little bit of Marcus Martin in him. He's like, I hit a few shots. And there was one possession late in that game last night. There were Maybe the Celtics were down like 10. So the game wasn't like – it wasn't over, and it wasn't. And he come. He took the ball down the floor and just like did a move, and then jacked up a three, and it clanked off. Like it was like six minutes left. Like Tatum touched the ball, Brown touched the ball. I'm like, this can't be what the Celtics want to happen when yeah. you're down by ten. So, yeah. as far as the series goes, I mean, it's so hard. Like it, you know, I I don't know the status of Lowry. Like when is he gonna come back? Like I think if he comes back, he's a bigger addition than Smart and Horford. I think in terms of adding back to your team because if you look yeah. at the game last night you mentioned some of those guys that hit threes for the heat I, I mean are they really going to be doing that every game the strauss guy like he i didn't i didn't even know who he was i had no yeah. idea until I, last I, night i think gabe vincent and him or one of Both them was a D, d2 yeah and then was a d3 player yeah crazy. well I, I will i will say i want to get annoyed by the whole pj tucker argument uh, the whole like narrative if they mention every game that he's 37 years old which i'm 37 so like <laughs> that makes me feel really old but it, it's just i mean i think it's good it, I, I think sitting here right now, assuming the Smart comes back, I still think Celtics in six. I think the Celtics take the next three games. Okay. And then the Heat will take game five, and the Celtics win back home. Like I, I mean, the home court advantage is still nil for the Heat. I mean, this game was. Although my, Miami had a had a nice crowd. Yeah, I, I, the, I the think their I think their whole arena just looks cool with all the white. It, it is cool. I, does. I've been there. It's nice. I think it would be cool to see in the finals, like with when LeBron was there. But up, yeah, up yeah, until that, that game, they had like half capacity because no one wants to go to those early round games or even the regular season games. Well, the thing I I just look at it when when it was late first half and the, and the Heat looked like dead in the water there. They were down ten. The crowd was not into it all. Like you see the Boston crowd sometimes if, if they're down, like trying to get up and trying to get on their their team to, to be better. So I just don't think it's that much. I mean, obviously in the crowd in the second and the third quarter went crazy because who wouldn't when you score twenty two points out of twenty four? So yeah. I mean, it could again. This, this series is so hard to predict. I really think Celtics in six. I could see it. I could see Heat in five. Like it really could. Like if yeah. they, if if the game goes like last night, I do agree that Jimmy Butler. What I like about Jimmy Butler the most, and this is my biggest criticism of Tatum, and I've heard this from others, is like Tatum doesn't seem like he hates to lose you know what i mean like he hmm. whereas butler i feel like he looks like he hates to lose like when they were losing last night he looked pissed off and i never see that from jason tatum I, even after they lost game five last week uh against the bucks in the press conference he was like he wasn't didn't even seem that bothered and yeah you could say like that's confidence they were going to come back but i think that's just him that's and i think a lot of his generation 
you know, it's a little bit yeah. more about the money. You know, they're all making $40, $50 million a year. Makes it a little bit easier. Yeah. But when you compare it to back in my day, when you had Jordan, when you had Bird, these guys, like, they hated to lose. I completely agree. And I just don't see that fire in Jason Tatum. And that's been one of his things his whole career has been like, does he? how much does he really care? And, and look, he's a fantastic player. And if he could get that little bit more killer instinct, and which he shows in flashes like he did in game six, yep. then he could be a really top five, top ten guy. I but. think that about Curry, who's my favorite player, but no. I don't think he has that killer instinct. I don't think the Warriors look that mad when they lose. And um, Well, I know what you mean by, J- by Jimmy Butler. Uh, he's just a great leader, and he's a star. When when it matters, he is a star. How did the Philly, Philly let him go? That would have been... Like, yeah, they they, they, they chose Harris, Harris and yeah. Simmons, which was just it stupid. was just stupid. Yeah, but well, that was a good uh, a good transition, Cole, with Steph Curry. We'll talk. Uh, I want to get you guys' quick thoughts on uh, Maz versus Warriors. Game one, I think, is tonight. I think that's yep. going to be in our, our pick the winners uh, this week. But quick thoughts: What do you think the series going to be, and why? Well, I know he's he's got a little more thoughts than me, so I'll just say I'll say Warriors in five. I think that I think that Dallas train is about coming to an end. Luke is a stud, but. Uh, the Warriors, they're on a mission now. They Now that they know that the Suns aren't in their way, I think I think it's going to be a pretty easy series for them. All right, cool. I think the, the Mavs, obviously, Luka, um, it's all about how you defend him. We were talking about this the other day. You probably throw Draymond on him, and Draymond can handle him because it's not like Luka is an overly quick player. He kind of mm-hmm. plays at a slow pace. And then you can also throw Jordan Poole on him and maybe maybe even a little bit of clay. So it's all about mixing it up and confusing Luka. And, and if they can keep him out of the 30s and scoring, they really should have no problem, but that's hard to do. If Luka drops 40 a couple times, you yeah. can be down in the series. The Mavs really have no big man. They have Dwight Powell starting for them at center. Uh, their role players are really limited. I know Dinwiddie did step up. He's a good veteran, but I I don't see it with this team. They're kind of a one-man show sometimes. Um, so I'm going to go Warriors in six. Luka uh, will have a couple mm-hmm. games, but I th- it's a really like safe pick. That's a popular pick, Warriors in six, but I think that'll happen. Well, I think Luka, one of the reasons they won that series is because he took it personal. There was a lot of yeah. side crap with the fans and everything else in Phoenix, and so you saw that Luka look like, I'm t- uh, we're winning this series no matter what. And yeah. then obviously the Suns just totally laid nag in game seven. I don't think you're going to have that against the Warriors. They're just because there's too many. You can get mad at Curry, but then there's still yep. four other guys that could that could shoot and, and score thirty. So I think it's been a nice run for the Mavs and the Warriors. Warriors Celtics would be delicious, but yeah. Warriors <laughs> Warriors Heat would be interesting too because it's they're two different types of team. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go Warriors and Six. I think that's a safe pick. All right, I got this quick little segment I want to do, and it's just like a pick between who you think is better currently, right now, who you think is better. So this is not like what I build a team around. This is literally no, like I just want to like rapid fire. I want to hear who you think is better. Just you got two, it. right? Yep. Okay. And then some of these I might say okay overall because some of these guys didn't play a lot, but we're gonna start and just go quickly. All right, Luka Doncic or Jason Tatum? Oh, rapid close. fire! Come on. Tatum. Uh, Tatum. 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 Doncic doesn't play defense. If he played a little bit of defense. He'd be better. All right. Uh, Clay Thompson or Jalen Brown? Jalen Brown. Brown. Clay Thompson's uh, watch. All right. Rudy Gobert or Bam Adebayo? Bam. Rudy. Oh, okay. Joel Embiid or Nikolai Jokic? Joel Embiid. Jokic. Uh, Embiid. Uh, Giannis or Jokic? Giannis. Giannis, for sure. All right. And then this is like overall in their career. Damian Lillard or Kyle Lowry? Damian Lillard, because he's had a few actual moments. Yep. I couldn't name a single moment. Lowry was like, wow. All right. Overall, Anthony Edwards or LaMelo Ball? <laughs> I don't you, know. You don't even know. Cole's uh, uh, that, that's, that's really hard, but I would go uh, – that's that's tough. I would go Anthony Edwards. I'd go Anthony really Edwards, close. too. Sure. Right. And then the last I'm a one, fan of Anthony Edwards. Uh, John Moran or Trey Young? Ja. Trey Young. 
Why? Wow. Why? Okay, no, we gotta no, stop no. that one. Why? Why do you think Trey Young? I think Trey Young has. A, I just think he has a longer shelf life in the league. I, I think John Morant had an unbelievable year, but they'll. F- I think people will be a little bit easier to find a way to defend him. Yeah, but they're both great. I mean, God, yeah, I love they're them. all. Yeah, I love they're all great. The Celtics, but I know the Jaw thing. You know, I mean, he had a great season, but we'll see if he can do it again next year. Yeah, that was interesting. I don't know why did you choose Rudy Gobert over Bam Adebayo? Well, I watched Bam last night, and I just feel like he has moments where he's completely dominant, and then there's a long stretch of that game where I didn't even see him. You know what yeah. I mean? And for the me, and I see Rudy Gobert, whatever I watch him play, and it's just, I mean, it's close. I mean, Bam, again, is, is, a, is a good player as well. Um, but I think I, I more I, I discounted because I think he should be even better. You know, and we'll see over the series. Maybe he will end up being better. But, um, you know, last night he needs to assert his dominance a little bit more. The Celtics got to the rim a little too easy in that first half. Yep. All right, so we're going to finish up this week with uh, the our Pick the Winners. This is week six. So I got a, I, before we start, I got a special uh, little thing for you guys here because, you know, I'm winning by a lot, and I want to help you guys out. Okay. So for one game this week, you can place a like, double or nothing bet if you want. So if you think the team's really going to win, you can put two points down on it. But, again, if you lose it, then you lose two we points. We are doing one change this week, Cole. I did mention this. Yeah, so this is so – I, I heard some criticism that I get to hear your picks first. And then I get to pick, so that Correct. might affect this. So I'll let you. I'll let I will go first, okay. and then you guys will go. Sounds good. All right. So we're gonna start this week with Mavs at the Warriors, game one. I'm gonna go Warriors for game one. I don't know, but now you guys can. I'll go Warriors. Warriors. Um, I'll go. I'll go Mavs. So it's a win-win. I either I'm right <laughs> for my pick or the Warriors All right. win. All right, that's a good one. Okay. We got the first game of the Rangers at the Hurricanes. I am going to pick Rangers with the little kind of upset. I'm and going Hurricanes. Hurricanes. Oh, yes. I've seen how that building is when it's crazy. All right. And then the third game is going to be another NHL one. We got uh, the Edmonton Oilers at the Calgary Flames Battle of Alberta. Game one in Calgary. I'm going to go Calgary, and I'm going to put two points on this one because Ooh. – I don't think Edmonton is going to be able to handle Connor McDavid. Give me the Oilers, not a double, but just okay. a one. I, I know nothing about either of these teams, so the, the Battle Oilers. of Alberta. It's like the biggest. It's going to be like the biggest. Can you, thing can you, the, he probably can put Alberta on a map. It's in Canada somewhere in the central, right? No, not, not, well, I wouldn't say central. I'd say like if if like if this is like the lo- that big stretch of Canada up top, it's like here. Oh, okay. yeah. So it's kind of west. Yeah, near British Columbia. Oilers. Okay. All right. <laughs> Then we got He'll to, be glued to that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we got the game two Celtics at the Heat. I'm going to go Celtics. I'm doing the double down, and I'm going Celtics as well. Me okay. too. I'm going two points for the Celtics. All right. Oh, you guys. This is when we're going to gain on Zach here. Oh, or, or you guys lose double, and I lose only one <laughs> when the Heat True. Win. All right. And then the last one, we got the, uh, the Mavs at the Warriors game two. I'm going to go. I'm I'm taking this off. If my first game was right and Warriors win, I'm gonna go Warriors again. So two O series. So I'm gonna go Warriors. I will go Warriors as well. Me too. All right. So three Warriors. We got similar picks this week, but you know, getting down to nitty gritty. And so you really it really comes down to who you thinks gonna win these series. You know, and yeah. it's you know the first round you kind of just kind of randomly throw out you know team. Ah, I think uh, Philly's gonna win this game or yeah. All right. So I'll just give you guys the standing. So I'm 18 and seven. Jeff, you are 13 and 12, and Cole, you are 10 and 15. So You've come a long way from Didn't one. Did I start one and nine? You started one and nine. That's pretty right. good. That is, that is, <laughs> that, is that is a great record. Pretty good clip after being horrible. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for episode twenty-four. Thank you all for watching, and we'll see you all next week for the next episode of Coaching Talk.